0: Okay, We're going, I'm going to speak on harvest, harvest. Now, when we talk of harvest, it simply, br- it simply means bringing back what you have planted. If you plant corn and corn grows, you bring back the corn that you have planted Mostly more than a hundredfold. Because you see, if I can take this corn, uh, the seeds here may be more than 200 maybe. If I plant this corn, I'm going to bring in maybe 2,000 corns. In other words, the harvest is Always more than you planted. When you plant, you bring in the harvest more than what you planted. That's why the Bible talks about the 60 fold, the 100, the third fold, 60 fold, and 100 fold. Because the harvest always multiplies. Now, in the church... There has been an unbalanced teaching about the principle of sowing. There has been an unbalanced teaching. We always teach how to sow. We teach how to sow. And every Sunday, we tell people, you must sow. You must sow. We must sow. But you see, the Bible does never talk about sowing without talking about reaping. There is sowing and reaping. In other words, when you sow and you don't reap, it means the the cycle has not finished. And a lot of born again Christians have been sowing but they have not been reaping. And the they don't reap because they don't know how to reap. You can plant even in the natural and leave the harvest in the field. It's very possible. The skill you need to plant is important, but you equally need the skill to harvest. Now, my observation is that most Christians don't know how to harvest. As a matter of fact, there are many Christians who don't give or who give without expecting anything from God. They think, if I give expecting something from God, I am not being a good Christian. To be a good Christian, I must give and expect nothing. There are also Christians who give And after giving, they say, anything God gives me, I'm going to wait for God to give me what he thinks is right for me. But you see, I've never seen a person who go to the field and plant corn. After planting corn, he says, anyway, I have planted corn, but anything that will come out, I don't care. You don't do that. If you plant corn, you are assured, I must harvest corn. And you will expect corn. You will be expectant. But you see, when it comes to God, we don't think like that. We think, when I plant, I must just uh, receive anything that God gives me. Secondly, when we plant, we always wait for God to give us the harvest. We plant and wait for God. How many of you have planted and thought, anyway, I plant, God will know when to give me. But you see, in the natural, you don't plant and expect another person to bring the harvest. You have to plant and also you go and bring the harvest. In other words, it is not up to God for you to receive the harvest is up to you. Lift up your right hand. So when I plant seed, I must expect a harvest. And harvesting is not up to God, it's up to me. Let's go to the book of Genesis. Genesis chapter 8. Showing you the sides of sowing and reaping. Sowing and reaping. Now we're not limiting this to finances. We are extending it to many areas of our lives. Genesis chapter 8. I'm reading verse 22. While the earth remaineth. Seed, time and harvest. Cold and heat, summer and winter, day and night shall not cease. The Bible is saying, as long as the earth remains, seed time and harvest. The Bible is not talking about seed time only. It is talking about seed time and harvest. Where there is seed time? there must be harvest. Where there is sowing, there must be harvest. Where there is night, there must be day. Where there is summer, there must be winter. In other words, you cannot separate planting from harvest. When you have night, you know the day is coming. When you have winter, you know summer is Coming. So the Bible is showing us that seed time and harvest go hand in hand. Yes. Amen. Yes. Seed time and harvest does what? Go hand in hand. Go to the book of First Corinthians, chapter nine. First Corinthians chapter nine. What does the Bible say? The Bible says in first. Did I say first Corinthians? Second. Chapter nine. We are reading from verse six. But this I say. He which soweth sparingly. Shall also reap sparingly. He that soweth bountifully. Shall also reap bountifully. So we see that. There is sowing. But there is also reaping. In other words, sowing is not enough. Once you sow, there must be also reaping. Amen. The point I want to prove is that the law of sowing and reaping is not complete by sowing only. There must be sowing but there must be so also reaping now. Sowing and reaping does not happen automatically. You can sow wrong seeds, you can sow good seeds, but on the wrong ground. You can sow seed, but don't water the seed. So, sowing is a process, it, le- it requires knowledge and diligence, but also reaping does not happen automatically. It also requires knowledge and diligence. The same way you need to know how to sow, that's the same way you also need to know how to reap. Every area of your life, in fact, Every area of your life moves on the principle of sowing and reaping. When you go to school, you are sowing. You can sow. By going to school, you are sowing. And when you start working, you are reaping, isn't it? But you see, there are some people who go to school... And they don't want to work. They just I'm believing God. I am believing God. It is true you are believing God. You have a certificate. But for the certificate to help you. You must know how to use it. Then you shall reap. Every area of your life. Healing. Come on, say healing. Healing. Come on, say it again. How many know that Christ already planted healing? All we need is to do what? Come on. All we need is to do what? How many of you know that you are already healed? You are healed. The Bible says, by the stripes of Jesus, you are healed. There are many Christians... Who are trying to be healed. Instead of walking in their health. They are Christians who are screaming before God. Oh God have mercy on me. You see how I am suffering. Heal me Lord Jesus. Jesus looks at you from heaven. And he says I did that 2000 years ago. Your problem is that you don't know how to. Harvest. So when we talk about sowing and reaping, harvest becomes very important. You need to know how to harvest, just as you know how to sow. Joel chapter 3, verse 13. Joel chapter 3. What does the Bible say? The harvest is ready. Put in the siko. Is it sickle or cycle? Siko. You see someone is saying sickle. Another one says sickle. The Bible says the harvest is ready. Now God did not end about saying the harvest is ready. But he says go and put in the sickle. In other words, the redness of the harvest is not enough. You can have red harvest in your life, but if you don't put in the sickle, this must be the sickle, isn't it? Oh my God, it reminds me. I really don't like this. Because you see, when I was at school, when I was at school, we did not have people who were cleaning the school. And the, our, most of our buildings in our school were thug, grass, grass thatched. So when January comes, you have to go and get the grass. How many of you remember that? My God, I don't like this. But thank God today it is in church. <laughs> the Bible says, put in there. It is, the harvest is there. But what will happen... If you don't go to harvest. The harvest will be there. But it will be spoiled. I want you to get the point. That giving only is not enough. Planting only is not enough. Knowing how to sow is not enough. It requires knowing how to sow. But also knowing how to reap. Go to the book of Matthew. Matthew chapter 9. Today I'm bombarding you with scriptures. We're going to read from verse 36. But when he saw the multitudes... He was moved with compassion on them because they fainted and they were scattered abroad as sheep with no shepherd. Then he said unto his disciples, The harvest is truly plenteous, but the laborers are few, harvesters are few. The harvest is ready. But there are no laborers. Pray therefore that the Lord of heaven, that he may send the laborers into the harvest. Now I want you to look at this. Why didn't Jesus simply say, the harvest is ready, and he says, I bring it in now. He said, the harvest is plenteous. It is ready. But somebody must go and harvest. Somebody must go and labor, bring the harvest in. In other words, it's very possible to have the harvest ready but never bring it home. It's very possible for the miracle to be very close to you but never have it into manifestation. It's very possible. For God to send the power to heal you, but never be healed. In other words, there is what we call knowing how to harvest. Lift up your right hand. Say, I'm a sower and I need to know how to harvest. Say it again. Say it again. I think that must come into your mind very, you need to get it, you need to get it. It's not enough to sow, it's not enough to pray. Let me say this, there are prayers that we pray, but we don't know how to bring the miracle into manifestation. We can fast, I mean, why fast for 30 days without an answer? When the Bible promises that when you pray, I'll answer you. But most of us have prayed for a lot of things and they are not happening. They are not happening because we don't know how to bring what we are praying for into manifestation. Actually, that is the problem of we Christians. It's not God does not answer prayer. It's not that we have no harvest. I mean, some of you, you have been paying your tithes for the past 15 years. Some of you, you have been paying tithes and offerings for the past 20 years. Do you mean God does not see it? And yet most of us, we can't see any harvest. Is it because God is not giving us the harvest? It's because we are looking on one side. And of course, on the pulpit we have made that mistake. We just preach sow, sow seed, sow seed. But we don't tell people how to harvest. And quickly I'm going to show you how to harvest. Now, what I'm going to show you is what you must start putting In practice throughout the month and throughout your life. And I will encourage you to get the city. Here is how we harvest number one we harvest anything that we sow the seed through confession and praying of scriptures that are attached to them. Confession, say confession. confession. Say it again. Bazaluana, is it is it very difficult to talk? How difficult is it to some of you you really talk. Kimu <laughs> Silo, there is radio, isn't it? Yeah. We talk. But confession is very important. Actually, confession according to the word of God should be done more than prayer. You must do confession more than prayer. Once you pray, God answers prayer. But after God answers prayer, the manifestation will come through confession. So one important way of reaping or bringing the harvest is confession by the word of your mouth. Confessing the word of God. Okay? Some of us, we are going to say, Pastor... How do you say you need to confess more than you pray? It is true. You need to do more confession than prayer. But most of us pray and do no confession. And because of that, we are not having the harvest. Go to the book of Mark chapter 11. mark chapter 11 we're going to read from verse 23 mark chapter 11 verse 23 are you there very i say unto you that was so whosoever shall say unto this mountain underline the word say have you seen the word "say" there isn't it be thou removed and be cast in the sea and shall not doubt in his heart. But shall believe it, that those things which he says and line the word what? Say it shall come to pass. He shall have what he says. Verse 24. Therefore I say unto you whatsoever things you desire when ye pray believe that you receive them and ye shall have them believe that you do what you receive them and ye shall have them now in verse 23 the bible is saying if you shall say to this mountain be thou removed you shall have what you say Then verse 24, follow me very good. Whatsoever things you desire, when you pray, when you pray, believe that you have received them and ye shall have them. Believe that you have received them and ye shall have them. Please look in your Bible or on the screen. Verse 24, therefore I say unto you, whatsoever things ye desire, when ye pray, believe that you receive them, and ye shall have them. Believe that you receive them, and ye shall have them. Please, let your mind and your spirit begin to work now. Zach, if I disturb you, that's okay. Just follow me with your camera. Therefore, I say unto you, whatsoever things ye ask, when you pray, believe that you receive them and you shall have them. I want you to put King James. Look on the screen, please. Whatsoever things you desire, when you pray, believe that you receive them and you shall have them. I want you to read with me. One, two, three. Okay, let's begin. Let's begin. Let's begin. One, two, three. Therefore I say unto you, What things so of ever you desire, when you pray, be mighty to see them, and you shall have them. Come on, go again. Therefore I say unto you, what things of every desire, when you pray, he likes you to see them, and you shall have them. Did you see this what the scripture said? What did it say? Huh? Please, follow me very very quickly. Look on the scripture. Therefore I say to you, whatsoever things ye desire, when you pray, believe that you receive them and ye shall have them. Here's the question. When are you going to receive? When are you going to receive them, or what are you going to receive? What are you going to receive? Look on the verse. Therefore, I say unto you, whatsoever things ye desire, when you pray, believe that you are believe that you receive them, and you shall have them. You shall have. What are you going to have? Come on, what are you going to have? Okay, what you desire. In this church, we don't fail. How many of you are going to have what you desire? Lift up your hand. Come on, your hands up, hands up, hands up, hands up. Come on, your hands up. Okay, Uh, this is a. Come on, hands up. As you put your hands up, let's read together. Therefore, I. Come on, one, two, three. Therefore, I say unto you, Uh what things whatsoever you desire. Uh uh uh-huh. uh-huh. What are you going to have? What you lift up your hand again. Say so I will have what I desire. Come on, if you look on the hands, that's 99%, isn't it? 99%. You lifted up your hand. How how drop your hands. Are there other others who don't agree with them? Lift up your hand. Okay, we only have Zach. Uh, Mama, one, two, three, four. Are they the Thomases or what? Lift up. Please. They are the Thomases, name. Come on, give, give, sister. What is her name again? Come on, give, sister, Rose, a big hand. I told you to pay attention, did I? Put the, the scriptures on. Now, follow me. Here's the, the breakdown. Therefore, I say unto you, whatsoever things you desire, comma. So there are things that you can desire. You don't go to the next level. You don't pray. So the fact that you desire them, you won't receive them. So it is forced to say you are going to have what you desire because it's not complete. Whatsoever things you desire, what is the next thing to do? Eh? Okay. You pray. So, if you simply say, I'll receive what I desire, you failed. Because there are things you can desire, but you don't pray. Then the Bible says, whatsoever things you desire, when you pray, believe you receive them. Come on, say, when you... Pray. Come on, when you... Pray. What do you do? You believe, you receive them. So when I pray, when I, pray I, believe, I believe, I receive them. I receive them. And the shall have them. Which them? Which them? What do you desire? I told you, you have a problem with avesting. Look on the screen. When you pray, you must know we have them. Whatsoever things you desire, things, come on say things. When you pray, what are you praying for? For the things you desire. Believe, when you pray, believe that you have received them. What are them? The things that you desire and ye shall have them. What are them? No. <laughs> okay, look on the screen. Therefore, I say unto you, whatsoever things they desire, what should you do when you de- you desire them? Pray. Pray. Okay. Then when you pray, what should you do? When you pray, you do what? You believe that you have done what? Receive them. The them, the things you prayed for, you believe that you have, re- you have received it, them. Then you shall have them. What are the them? The things you believe you received when you prayed. You are not going to have what you desire. You are not going to have what you prayed for. You are going to have the things you believe you received when you prayed. You understand? So when I pray, for, I desire a lot of things. I can desire them without praying. I just complain. For example, I can desire to be healed. I can desire to be what? Then I go to God and say, God, enough is enough. I have not been sleeping. This is now two months. I am not praying for what I desire. I am (laughs) complaining. That is not prayer. But I can also pray without Believing that I received when I prayed. Please listen. You receive when you pray. You receive when you... Come on, look on the scripture. Believe when you pray. When? When? The time you are praying. What what have you to do when you are praying? You believe that you have received them. When have you received them? The time you are praying. When have you received them? Come on. When have you received them? Don't sleep. Don't let the devil you make you sleep. Let your mind wake. When are you going to receive them? Come on. Say it again. When are you receiving them? Where Do you have them? Do you have them? You see, that's the problem. You know English, don't you think so? You know English, good people, isn't it? Believe that you receive them. When do you receive them? When you? Come on, when do you receive them? and ye shall. Shall is in the future, isn't it? It means you don't, you shall, you shall do what? Have them. You received them and then you shall have them. It means by the time you received them, you don't have them. But you received them. And because you received them, you shall have them. Okay. Many years ago, we used to send money through the post office. So when somebody send money through the post office, you received the post slip, and the post slip will say you have received money. Yes. Now suppose you go to the post office on a Saturday about five o'clock, when the post office is closed. You have received money from your uncle. Can you take me for lunch on Sunday afternoon? Why? I don't have the money. You don't have the money. Yeah. But have you received the money? Yes. Have you received the money? Yes. But you don't have the? So between having and receiving can be time. Yeah. Yeah. Come on, go ahead. It simply means between receiving and having, there can be time. Now, let's go back. I phone my uncle and say, uncle, I need some money. Please send me some money. I am asking. I desire money from my uncle. Whatsoever things I desire, I ask from my uncle. Then my uncle sends money. On Saturday, five o'clock, I receive the money. The sleep. So, Sunday morning, should I phone my uncle to ask for money? Why? Because I already received the money. So, I don't need to ask. I can either phone him and say thank you. But I don't have the money. I received the money. It is granted is my money. But I cannot have it on Sunday. I will only have it on Monday. But between Monday and Saturday, I can talk to my uncle. I can talk about my uncle. But I'm not going to ask. Because I already received. I'm waiting for having. I'm just waiting for having what I received. Now, if I pray for healing, and I believe that I have received, but I don't have it. But because I received it, I shall have it. Are you with me? But now I don't have it. Let's say this is Sunday uh, on, the, on the 3rd of September. That is 11-17-17. I pray for my healing. When I pray, when I pray, come on say when I, when I pray. I believe that I have received. When have I received my healing? On Sunday, the, th- the, the 3rd of September, uh, 2016, at 11.15. I have received my healing, but I don't have my healing. But I've received it. So, What will I do tomorrow when I wake up? Should I pray for healing? Why? I have it. Should I go to God and say, God, I am praying for healing. No. Because I believe I received it the time I believed. The time I prayed and believed I received my healing. But I don't have it. Because between receiving and having could be time. Now does it mean now I cannot talk to God? Now that is when confession kicks in. Now confession does what? Kicks in. Because... Confession is what will make what I received. Or confession is what will make me have what I received when I prayed. Now from from the 3rd of September 1115 I received my healing. Now from there on i am going to harvest my healing by confession i hold on to my confession father i thank you you say in your word whatsoever things i desire i must pray when i pray i must believe i received and the lord i believe I received my healing. 11 o'clock or quarter past 11, I received. And therefore, in the name of Jesus, I declare healing is my portion. Amen. I declare by the stripes of Jesus, I'm healed. Amen. I declare my, my manifesta- the manifestation in my body. Amen. You begin to confess what you received when you prayed into station, you prayed once but confession may take you one week you prayed once confession may take two days that's why i said you need to do confession more than pray This is money. This is money, isn't it? The Bible says, give and it shall be what? Give, it shall be what? Unto you. When you give, you shall receive. When you give, you shall what? So when I put money in the offering basket, two things have happened, isn't it? I have given, but I have also Come on. I have but I also because it says give you shall. Come on. Give you shall. So when I give automatically I have received. Say after me. When I give automatically I have received. Say it again. But you don't have because when you receive, you shall. Come on, are you looking on the scripture? When you give, what happens? You receive. But you don't? Come on, you don't? So what happens now between receiving and having? you key in what? Confession. Now most of us, we give and receive... But we don't have what we received because we don't go in the process of confession so that we have what we received when we gave. Is it me? I can see Jury. Jury, are getting it. Come on, give him a big hand. So the Bible is promising me That whenever I give, I already receive. When I give, what happens? I receive. But after receiving, I don't have. And the Bible says you shall have. So between my receiving and having, there must be the process of confession so that I can have what I received when I gave, so confession is a means of putting the sickle You can do better than that.. Now here is what happens. We come to church, and a preacher like me says, "Sow seeds." You shall receive when you give. Do you realize, you see, the Bible is one of the amazing books. The Bible doesn't say when you give, you shall have. Eh? It says when you give, you shall. And when you receive, you shall have. So it's possible to receive without having. Are you still with me? It's very possible to receive without having. And there are many of you who have many receives with few havings. Many receives with few havings. Are you still with me? So between receiving and having, when you put money in your offering basket... Or you give your tithe, You don't stop there. You have just planted. But you must go in the process of harvest. It is harvesting that will give you the having. And that having is going to happen through confession. You go in the scriptures, and I'm going, I told you, get the book. I have written a lot of scriptures on confession and finances. After you give, God will already give you back. You receive, but you don't have. So, between receiving and having is when you begin to pray prayer of confession and thanksgiving. Every morning you wake up and say, Lord, I'm a sower. I have planted seed. I have planted financial seeds. And Lord, you are faithful. You said, When I give, I shall receive. The day I gave, I already received. Therefore, I declare my finances into manifestation. I declare my healing into manifestation. Because I received the time I prayed. Let it come to pass. But many Christians, you don't go into confession. So what you received does not turn into having. So Ruth, you are the one who made a mistake. <laughs> Say confession. Confession. That is not only on finances. It's on healing. When you pray, you are healed. Then you hang on on confession. I declare in the name of Jesus. God, you heard my prayers. I am healed. I speak to every symptom to disappear. In the name of Jesus. I declare By the stripes of Jesus. I am healed. That confession is something that you must hang on until the manifestation has come. If you quit on your confession, you may end up receiving without having. Lift up your hand. So I can harvest... Through confession. through confession. Say it again. I now, that's very simple. And what I can do, because some of you, you may not have time to buy the book. I don't mind. I'm going to send you confessions. If you are on our database, we will, we will email you confession. Go and print them out. Print them out. Now, somebody will say, how long? Look, everything, spiritually speaking, needs diligence. Amen. It needs what? Diligence. Now, I, I demonstrated this in the church one time, but I think it's better I do it again. Uh, go to the book of Romans chapter... Chapter 10, I think. Chapter 10, Romans chapter 10. Because some of you, when I say that, you are going to confess two times, and if nothing happens, you say, Pastor, I was not telling the truth. Confession. Mr. Vengan, come with some water. I said, Mark Romans chapter 10 verse 9 to 10 or in fact we can start from verse 11 romans chapter 10 verse 11 yeah look this way come this way okay look on the scripture chapter verse 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 go to verse 8 if you have a bible begin to underline what i tell you i tell you to underline in the bible that's why you should not be reading on the phone, you people. Can you underline on the phone? You really? I'm old-fashioned, isn't it? I need to upgrade. <laughs> Look, what says it? The word is nigh thee, even in thy mouth. Underline the word mouth. And in thy heart, underline heart, that is the word of faith which we preach, verse 9. That if you shall confess with thy mouth, underline the word mouth, that the Lord Jesus and shall believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, thou shall be saved. Verse 10. For with the heart and the right heart, man believeth unto righteousness. And with the mouth, confession is made unto salvation. How many mouths do you have? One. Christians, what is your problem? <laughs> You know, I can I can throw water on you because. <laughs> <laughs> you see, this is the problem, Bazloane. Can, can I call, Can you allow me to call you Bazex? This is the problem, Bazex. You really don't pay attention to scriptures. That's your problem. Go back to verse eight. Now, that's why you want me to preach for 30 minutes when you can't get it like this. Don't you think I need more time to explain? Go to verse 8. But what says it? The word is near thee, even in thy mouth. That is mouth one. And in thy heart. That is heart one. That is the word of faith which we preach. Verse 9. That if you shall confess with my thy mouth. That is mouth two. Uh, mouth that the, Jesus is Lord. And believe in your heart. That is heart two. That God raised him from the dead. You shall be saved. Verse 10. For with the heart... That is heart three. Man believeth unto righteousness. And with the mouth confession is made unto That is mouth three. So how many mouths do you have? Three. How many hearts do you have? Three. Come on. How many mouths do you have? Three. How many hearts do you have? Three. Come on. How many mouths do you have? You are saying he's repeating the same thing. I'm also, you are tired of repeating. I'm also tired for you not getting it the first time. (laughs) Amen. Now, we have three mouth and three heart. That is not coincidence. It's purposely. Now go back to verse 8. I want now to see, I want you to see the sequence. What says this? The word is in thy mouth, then heart. You see the sequence there? Mouth what? Then go to verse 9. If you shall confess with your mouth, Jesus is the Lord. Eh? Yes. And believe in your what is the sequence? Okay, go to verse 10. For with the heart man believeth unto confession, and with mouth. Anything changing? Anything changing? What is the change? Eh? The sequence has what? Two times it is mouth to then one time, heart to mouth. Come on, say. Two times, mouth to heart. Come on, say. Two times, mouth to heart. One time, heart to mouth. So, two and one is one third. So, two thirds is mouth to heart. And one third is heart to to mouth. You see it? How many of you saw it? Okay. Where's my glass? Now, Mr. Vengan, hold the glass. Let us say, this water in this glass is the word of God. The word is near you and in your mouth. Doesn't the Bible say so? The word is where? Near you and in your mouth. So... In your mouth, is in your mouth, in your mouth. Then when you confess first time, what is happening? You are, you are confessing from mouth to the heart. So when you say, by the stripes of Jesus I'm healed, where is that word going? To the heart. One said, you are convincing, isn't it? Then the following day, by the stripes of Jesus I am Where is it going? Okay. Oh Lord, I want to thank it is written. He bore my sicknesses and disease. And by these tribes I'm healed. Where is it going? At that moment, you are not going to receive healing. Because you are feeding the word of faith with your heart. Now, that's what you do. You confess one day. You give up, and by then you are working from mouth to the heart. Then, by the stripes of Jesus, I am. Can kind of we are talking about toothed? Finally, 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 put down, put there, it, put it down, put it down. No, just lift it up. Finally, by the stripes of Jesus, I am. Yes. By the stripes of Jesus, I am. Now the water which is now coming from there going to the tray is coming not from the mouth it is now coming from there going to the wow. then a miracle happens okay. so when you heard somebody say you can thank you sir you can reap through confession you confessed it for two days and it stopped now come back mr vengan come back come back come back with with the glass I have the water here so not just this is enough Just this is enough so what happens the first day you hear me preach you can confess and have your miracle your faith can work by confession then you confess one day. Oh, Pastor said I can confess. By the stripes of Jesus, I'm you. I declare I'm rich in Christ. And then you stop, isn't it? Yeah. For two months. By the time you stop for two months, the devil has drunk the water. <laughs> so you are remaining with a dry heart. <laughs> After one week, you come again. Come on, Mr. Vegan. <laughs> After one week you come what? By the stripes of Jesus, I have everything in me. Then you stop. Then after you stop, they send you bills that are beyond your imagination. Doubt and unbelief drinks out there. So you are always remaining with an empty heart. Which means there will be no word that will come from the heart to the mouth. if you continuously come on continuously say it again you pour in the word doubt is coming you pour in the word debts are coming everyone says we are possessing your home you pour in the word everyone says your. we see what you are the car is being you pour in the word in other words you are pulling in the word beyond and faster than the devil can quench it. Continuously, the word is in your mouth. You confess. That's why you need to have scriptures to confess in some areas of your life every day. Sometimes you need to wake up in the middle of the night, confess and pray scriptures. By doing that, you are pulling the word of faith in your heart. Confession is needed more than you pray. Didn't I I wrestle my curse? That you need confession? Even more than you pray? Okay. So this month... What do you want to harvest? When you put your prayer request here, we pray immediately what is going to happen. You will receive. But you don't have. And then we are going to pray. We are going to fast. We are going to confess and do other things as a means of having what we received. Lift your hand to the Lord. So I can have my harvest, have my harvest. Through, confession. through confession. Number two. I'm going to be quick now. You must take the necessary step or step of faith. You must take the necessary step of faith. Okay? I'll give you a big ha- question. Uh, Saria is not married yet. Uh, She's still single. You know? Okay. Now, it's very possible that there is a man here who is single. He went on two days or three days plan fasting. That Lord, I really love Saria, and Lord, I want you to give her to me as a wife. And the Lord said, "Yes, I give her to you." Very clear. Very what? You heard it, it's not demons, it is really God. (laughs) Very what clear, and then after you hear it, then you stop praying, you begin confessing. Salia is my future wife in the name of Jesus. Salia is my future in the name of Jesus. Salia is my future wife in the name of, but you don't propose her. (laughs) You will be shocked. Somebody will go faster than you. By the time you are realizing Zaria is gone. You believed and confessed but you did not take a so there are steps of faith that you need to take. Yeah, I'm preaching. Give a big hand. Let me tell you a joke. It's not a joke, it's a reality. There is a man in America, and a, and a, and a Nigerian. I know him. This Nigerian used to think to say, hey, I wish my young brother can marry Michelle. <laughs> yeah. They are in Brooklyn, isn't it? Yeah. Me, I'm, Af- I'm in Africa. <laughs> Hallelujah! They are still thinking. Amen, I they are still what? <laughs> Me, I arrived the same day. <laughs> when I arrived, I said something. <laughs> and she said, yes. Then the man says, ah, I did not know you can marry an African. <laughs> I could have told my young brother. He believed, but he never took." He was too late. Thank God he was too late. <laughs> now, that is what you do. You believe, you confess, but there are some things that you need to go beyond confession and take a step. For example, you have been planting seeds for financial prosperity. Parity. You have been planting from that is five years. You have been confessing, but you are not having the harvest. Probably because you have never taken a step to start some business. You are still praying at home. You have prayed is enough. You go and register a business. When you register a business. Advertise it aggressively by faith. I always tell you this. It's not a good example. I believe I'm a millionaire myself. Not by faith. I have over 26 books. If I marketed these books aggressively, I can make one million runs easily. Easily. Even one million dollars easily. I have faith. But you know my challenge. I am not aggressively taking the steps to harvest. Doesn't the Bible say God will bless the work of your hands? Has God blessed the work of my hands? Is it blessed? But I may not have the harvest until I begin to take what? Steps. Market on Amazon. Amazon. My books are on Amazon. If you go and Google and Google Amazon.com then you put in Pastor Kansema books. All these books are going to pop. But do people in America know I have books on Amazon? Do people in Europe know? Therefore, God may want to bless the work of my hands but I'm not taking aggressive steps. So that the work of my hand can be profitable. I don't know which step you are going to take. In your life. But once you confess. Do something. Be aggressive. You want to win souls. You have prayed for souls. They are not going to be won until you go and talk to them until you invite them some of your neighbors could have been saved if you invited them to church or talked to them Amen. Amen. your prayers and confession only is not enough take a step come on i must take a step, I must take a step. say it again I must take a step. if you have problem with smoking you are smoking cigarettes and you want to stop, go home and confess, Lord, from today I stopped smoking by your power and your grace. Because your power can deliver me. You are doing it by faith, isn't it? But after that, take all the cigarettes. Go and flush them in the toilet. But if you are going to be looking on the cigarettes as, hey, I spent 500 runs to buy them. Let me finish them first. (laughs) You're not going to harvest your deliverance. Take a step of faith and say, you devil, see me. Put those cigarettes. If you have brandy and all this beer, some of you put in in the fridge for decorations. You can't break it. Yeah, because some of you you are born again and you put these expensive brandies in their deco. When the devil stresses you, you are very close. <laughs> All you need is to open and drink. Are you still with me? Take an action. So you need to think as I'm preaching: what action will I do? For those who already have businesses. Go and make a website. Begin to use social media. Let people know you are around. That's what we are failing. Come on, say action. If you are unemployed, go and look for the job. Don't just say, a. Hey. There is no employment in Africa. We in South Africa. We're talking by faith. You saw seed. You have sown seed for a job. Begin to aggressively send the CVs. Upgrade yourself mentally. Begin to upgrade yourself. So that, how many of you need promotion here? Lift up your hand. Okay. Look, promotion does not come because you prayed only. You must pray, but begin to work in a way that no one will overlook you at your wake. They will miss you if you are not there. Now, that does not come by confession. It does not come by confessing. That I declare I'm an excellent nurse. I declare in the name of Jesus, I am excellent. You can be excellent, but you don't know. You know, if today I can confess and say, oh my God, I I confess in the name of Jesus, I am an excellent physician in the name of Jesus. The Bible says nothing is impossible to him that believes. I believe I'm a physician in the name of Jesus. Then you bring your child to me. (laughs) You, you are likely to have accidents. But you see, if I want to be a good physician, what do I do? I take action. Either go to the medicine school, school upgrade myself. Some of us, we are overdue for our promotion. But we are not upgrading ourselves. We are not bringing some unique work into your work. You are just redundant and you think they'll promote you for being long at work. Yeah, there are some of you who say, it's now 15 years, I've never had no promotion. You can't be 15 years and you are even retrograding in your performance. Who should, perf- who should promote you? What problems can you solve at work? Can your boss depend on you? What are people talking about the results of your work? When you don't go to work, what do people say? You know, there are people who are not in the department. The department goes slow. And everyone will know we need so and so. There are some of the people, when they are off, they have to call them and consult them on the phone. Do you think if such a person prays for promotion, God won't give it to him? So, take action. Come on, say, if I want to harvest... I must take the appropriate action. The last point. Understand. No. I have another one, but I'll be quick. Number three, seek God's guidance in the harvest you need. Pray. God, what do you need me to do? I have been stuck. The harvest is not coming. Where am I missing, Lord? I'm a businessman. Why is not my business growing? Seek God. Ask God to guide you. Number four: understand the importance of partnership. What did I say? Come on, say it again. Some of you, as I'm talking, you are very good marketers. You can market you can even market cow dung and people buy it. You know there are people who are like that. You are well in marketing. You can market anything. You are seriously into social media. And I just told you that I have stock books worth one million. You are broke as I'm talking. (laughs) Why don't you just come to me and say, Pastor, if I market your book, will you give me even 20%? That is what we call partnership. And I will say, okay, go ahead. And you go on social media. You do every Because some of you are using social media for just chatting. You are excellent on the chatting. You can, your fingers move like... A, it is like it is programmed. And you just do that to talk for you with your friend in Daba and Kwasulunata And everything. You are wasting your time. Why don't you take... And you say, but you see, pastor, I'm excellent, but I have nothing. There is somebody who has something you can market with your skill. Hallelujah. Say partnership. You can harvest through partnership. Therefore, pray that, Lord, I am not skilled in this area. Bring somebody who shall enhance my skill. Bring a partner in my life.